Well, there we go. This is another edition of Drunken Time Travel for you. This time we're talking about... What's it called again? Doctor Who. Doctor Who. It's not called Doctor Who. <laughs> it's the Time Medal. Oh, is that what we're talking yes. about? Yes. That's what they call the story that we are now talking about. Excellent. I, I am looking forward to this one. Possibly. I don't know. I'm just drunk and I'm happy. Yes. I do remember on the last pass-through I did enjoy this one, so... Did we get to this one on the last pass-through? Well, the second to last pass-through. Yes, because the last pass-through we just stopped before this one and then thought, hey, why don't we make a podcast about this? Well, not really. It was it was all uh, the, the guys at Post Atomic Horror's fault. But anyway. Yes, damn them. Damn them. Their fiendish plan. Just so I let you know what was happening there. So, uh, yeah, and the beer we're drinking. Yes. In honour of Flonk's birthday. Flonk is is one of our listeners and a good friend. Uh, and he like and he's the bacon king, apparently. So we're drinking Three Skulls Ales Buccaneer Bacon. What better honour can we bestow upon the man? What, 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 and what on his you? birthday as well. <laughs> Although it won't be his birthday then. No. But, uh, yeah, and we'll tell you where we got this beer when we talk about the beer. Uh, sounds like a good plan. So, <laughs> shall we get on with the synopsis? I'm on it like carbonic. Go. Bit, a bit of science for you there, Gav. I know you like that. I love science, as we all know. But Yes. This <clears> is <throat> not about science. <laughs> this is Doctor Who. <laughs> There's no science involved. Episode 1 of the Time Meddler is called The Watcher. Vicky and the Doctor are forced to chat in the TARDIS since there's no longer Ian and Barbara to act as social buffers. They hear a sound coming from another room and are convinced it's a Dalek, so they're understandably disappointed it's Stephen Taylor from the last story. He explains that he collapsed inside when they were in Mechanus, probably from boredom like the rest of us. All the while they're watched by Stephen's toy panda Hi-Fi. The TARDIS then materialises on a stony beach watched by a not-sinister-at-all monk. Vicky tells Stephen that the TARDIS is a time machine, which he doesn't believe. The whole bigger-on-the-inside part is obviously completely fine, though. They go out to explore, and Stephen is com- again fine with a police box travelling through space. Vicky finds a Viking helmet, which still doesn't convince him. The Doctor, presumably bored with all this, goes off alone. Three of the local Saxons have also seen the box appear. If they'd materialised live in the middle of the Academy Awards, I don't think more people would have seen this. The monk tries the TARDIS door before going back to the monastery. Maybe he has by proxy OCD and has to check everyone's door is locked. The doctor finds a homestead and is soon set upon by a woman. No, not like that. You'll have to wait 24 series for that to happen. She apologises and gives him mead. Hey Gav, it's just like that drinking podcast. The Doctor learns that it's summer 1066 and a Viking invasion is imminent, followed of course by the Battle of Hastings fact fans. The Doctor listens to the monks singing when the sound seems to slow down and he decides to visit the monastery. Meanwhile, Stephen ends up in a fight with someone who's looking at an object on the ground. Angry, angry young man. The object turns out to be a wristwatch. The doctor, having reached the monastery, finds the source of the singing, a gramophone, which is probably barely high-tech in the 11th century. He stops it and bars see them into the room, much to the monk's amusement. 
Episode 2 The Meddling Monk The monk makes the doctor breakfast with all the comforts of 1960s England, who for his part throws it back in his face, literally. It's breakfast all round as Vicky and Stephen wake together in a clearing, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Anyway, they're set upon by two of the men who saw the TARDIS appear, uncaptured. The monk, meanwhile, is ecstatic to see a Viking longboat on the horizon. He only had that one to complete his collection. At the Saxon village, Vicky and Stephen and their captors argue. The leader wants to set to let them go, begging the question, why take them in the first place? Leader's wife, whom the doctor already met, if you get my meaning, decides that they should be freed, and she tells them where the doctor went. The Vikings eventually make their way onto land and decide to go for a spot of the old raping and pillaging. Meanwhile, the monk tells Stephen and Vicky, or as they will now be known, Celebrity Cup style Sticky, that they haven't uh, he hasn't seen the doctor, but they managed to deduce he has. The Saxons, meanwhile, attack the Vikings, but they are injured, so they go to the monastery. Sticky break into the monastery and find the gramophone inside. The doctor has disappeared from a locked room. Suspenso! Episode 3 A Battle of Wits. Well, half of them, anyway. Vicky suggests a secret passage, but that's obviously far too high-tech for Stephen, since he hasn't seen Clue. Seconds later, they find a secret passage. Hey, Stephen, do you remember being wrong? The doctor talks to the leader's wife and decides that the monk decides that the monk has something to do with the Vikings. Not finding the doctor, Sticky decides to go back to the TARDIS. Meanwhile, the monk uses 20th century medicine to help the Saxons and is pleased to find he's on schedule with his master plan and peruses his to-do list. The next point, light beacon fires, is followed by get shopping. Gotta have a list. The doctor interrupts the monk by poking him with a stick, which he pretends is a gun. At least, I hope it's a gun. Speaking of sticks, Sticky finds that the tide has come in and the TARDIS is gone. They go back to the monastery. Meanwhile, at the monastery, the door is knocked. Jesus, I'm sure it hasn't been this busy in years. The doctor addresses as the monk and answers it, but the Vikings put him into the cell. During this, the monk escapes to the village to get them to light the beacon fires. At the doctor's cell, a viking sees it's empty and the secret passage is open. When he goes to investigate, the doctor appears from behind the door and knocks him out. One punch. The monk returns to the monastery again, because that's where the action is, and the doctor demands to know his master plan. Meanwhile, Sticky found a sarcophagus with a power cable and a door. Inside, they find it's another TARDIS. Can you feel the tension? I'm feeling it. <laughs> what about the tension? No, I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Episode 4, Checkmate. In the monk's TARDIS, Sticky find historical treasure and ammunition for the atomic cannon. Probably atomic cannonballs. Which really should be a band name. The monk, meanwhile, admits to the doctor that he plans to have Harold win the Battle of Hastings by not having him fight the Vikings first. Why he doesn't just use the atomic cannon on William the Conqueror is anyone's guess. At the monk's TARDIS... The Doctor and the Monk have a My Tardis is Better Than Yours competition. The Monk's is newer and works, but the Doctor refuses to concede. Sticky tells the Doctor about their Tardis being washed away, but he dismisses that given, you know, it's a futuristic time machine and it takes more than water to do anything to it. Owen the Monk escapes again and convinces the Vikings to tie up Doctor and Sticky.
The Saxons, meanwhile, assume the monk is a Viking spy, so head to the monastery. They weren't there already? They chase the monk and Vikings, only for the monk to lead them to Dead End, where the Vikings are killed. Yes, the monk appears to be a 1940s Looney Tunes character. The leader's wife frees the doctor and Sticky. The doctor sets about the monk's TARDIS console, where he removes an object. Later, the monk looks into the TARDIS and finds the doctor has taken the dimensional control, so it's the same size on the outside as inside which very rarely impresses people. So, I suppose we should start at the beginning of the story. Uh, the beginning is a good place to start, I think. Uh, yes. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky is unsettled about Ian and Barbara leaving, for some reason. Uh, and the doctor offers to take her home. My yeah. question to this is, how is he going to take her home? Where is her home? I forget. <laughs> it's, it's in the future somewhere. Well, he has a time machine. Yes, but it, the whole point is it doesn't work. This is why. It, this is why. This is why Ian and Barbara have to go and use a fucking Dalek time machine to go home. I've already said Ian's name more than I wanted. You can never say that. Sure. He's left. Let it go. No, he will always be in the TARDIS. Right, but yeah, I do like how close uh, Vicky and the Doctor seems to have become. As uh, shown during the uh, first sort of scene, then. To be fair, they, they yeah they, they have become quite close because I think he sort of relies on her, even you know in acting. I mean, not just the character, but the but the actress as well. Yeah, you like yeah. I, I do like how, how close the Doctor and Vicky are. Yeah, they, they've got a good dynamic between them. They, they seem to get on well. I do like it. Yeah, I, I just wonder how Stephen arriving is going to affect that. Time can only tell. It always does. It sometimes does. I was quoting from Curse of Fenrir. Uh, of, of course you was. Uh, but obviously you're not going to realise that. You no. know, it's only a Doctor Who episode. Yes. <clears throat> I don't remember stuff. We all know that. So Stephen's been with the Doctor on two adventures and seen two TARDISes. Does he now think there are TARDISes everywhere where he goes? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> the like cast to him. Oh, another TARDIS! How boring! <laughs> when am I going to get to see a scooter? <laughs> now they're magical. No, he wants to see a Segway. Yes. How did they stay upright? Or he's going to he's going to take a TARDIS and drive it over a cliff. Yes, what, what about Stephen as well? Oh yes, the, the bit where... Well, Stephen really should have kept his beard. Because he had a beard at the start. But then he shaved it off for some reason. Did he? Presumably that... Oh, Jesus. I, I did not notice the beard shaving, but I can fully appreciate the beard getting rid of. Did you not even notice he had a beard at the very start? No. No. This is how much I pay attention. But yeah, I say he should have kept his beard. And I like that he's got rid of it. I, 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 I have I, new I, respect for Stephen now. <laughs> and I just wonder how many companions have a beard. Or is it the Doctor just has, has many beards and he calls them companions? Oh, I think, well, there's been Stephen, obviously. I thought you'd miss that. And then there's been Donna. Donna has a beard. I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> and that's about it, isn't it? But I did like Stephen's cape for some reason. He was wearing a cape. Oh, he did have a good cape. I will give you that. 
And he did do the old, uh, with, with the routine with the monk, because the monk said he hadn't seen the doctor. So, Stephen said, do you remember the, uh, do you remember the, the uh, description I gave you? Uh, which he didn't actually give a description. And the monk was like, yeah, and just described the doctor. So yeah. he knew that he'd seen the doctor then. Seriously, does anyone in real life actually fall for that routine? I don't think they do. No, because you'd have to be quite stupid to do that. It's quite incredibly stupid, I think. Hmm. Because, really? So you can't really talk about Stephen without talking about hi-fi? Nope. I think, I think hi-fi, the, uh, his, his toy panda, is, is manipulating everything. That's an interesting theory. Yes. I like it. I think I think for this entire episode he just sat in that chair in the, in the TARDIS and whenever they left he uh, he he manipulated the, the control console so that they go to Galaxy Four for the next episode. So it's Hi Fi's fault. Yes. That I have to do with the next episode. It's not Hi Fi's fault, no. It's the BBC's fault that you've to do oh, a reconstruction. Right. Damn the BBC! But we've got to, uh, you've got to admire iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, staying with the Stephen theme. Mm-hmm. He, he did have some pretty neatly combed hair. It was like Barbara was still there, looking after everyone. Barbara. Barbara. Did I say Barbara? I thought you did. I'm sure people will tell me you didn't, but there you are. His hair was very, very neat. Well, I mean, everyone's hair was very neat in the 11th century. But are they technically in the 11th century? Okay. Do interest me with this. Oh, well, the time period they are visiting is the 11th century, but... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This has got to be good. But the time period they come from is not... I'm sure that you would classify that the time period that they came from as being where they came from. You also like that he dives straight in. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, uh, he just dives straight in, no thought. I think he's full of action and raring to go. That's his character. I, I, I sort of like that about him. I don't know. I... Used to kind of like Stephen, but watching the first this one, I'm just I'm just a bit unsure about him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how he comes along. Honestly, uh, it it for me it was quite kind of funny. And this in the first episode, the tried sort of seemed to make him. It was quite an amusing character. It was being sarcastic quite a lot. Really, he's no Ian guy, is he? Is is not Ian? No, <laughs> nobody's Ian. But I thought they gave him a few funny scenes with specifically the watch. Yeah. When uh, when just after he'd found the watch and Vicky asks him what the time is and he quite obviously points to his watch and says it's quarter past five or whatever time it was. But that was quite a good comedy moment. And early on when the doctor tells him not to call him Doc and he goes, okay, Doc, Tor... It's, the robbers are trying to give him sort of a, a comedy sort of edge. Whether it's successful or not, it's a different matter. But that's what they're trying to do. Well, not so far, but, you know, there's still time. <laughs> I like how uh, 
like here, Stephen, the new companion, he was also skeptical at the start. He didn't get believe the whole time travel thing. And yeah, but there's being skeptical, and there's being a hoddy peak. I don't think it was quite a hoddy peak, but or, or idiot, as it's mm-hmm. also known. Maybe getting there. Do you think he's getting towards the Hoddy Peak? He's, he, he's almost a Hoddy Peak, yes. I mean, it was fine with the dimensional transcendentalism, but uh, not time travel, secret passages, and he's... No. He, he, he weren't having any... He weren't having that. So that, that's got to be quite getting to a Hoddy Peak. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's got to get better. He's going to get better, isn't he? Uh, it is is coming off as a bit of a, a light here. It's, it's not quite as good. Well, well, this is why Vicky seems the one definitely in charge of this sticky entity. Mm. And ever since, what was it, a few episodes ago where you said that Vicky didn't seem to have much to do, but she's definitely had, uh, you know, been more involved since then. Yeah, ah, yeah, last the one. Crusades, wasn't it? Was the last one we said? I think so, yeah, she... Yeah. And then the chase, and then this one, she's, she seems to have had more to do. Yeah, she was uh, definitely in charge. She took a, she she took quite control of a lot of this story, I think, actually. Seeing as the, the doctor decided to sleep in a cell for a bit of it. On to the monk, then? Let's go. So so he was from the, uh, from the same planet as the doctor, but apparently from 50 years in the future. Interesting. Probably by virtue of the fact that the Doctor left 50 years ago. More than anything. <clears throat> but they never, they don't mention Gallifrey yet, of course. Did they actually mention the planet? No. Or is it the same place? Yeah, they don't mention so, it. So they could have been from London then? Yeah, they could have been from London. No. I do think that the, uh, the monk is from, from the night. I think someone, a Time Lord, landed in 1960s London. Not the Doctor. <laughs> and and the, the monk... Beat him up and stole his TARDIS because that would explain why he seems to love 1950s slash 60s technology more than anything. It's an interesting backstory. I like it. Can I read that anywhere? You can read that on my blog in the year 2047. I will put that in my calendar. <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> And I will remind you about it. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we'll still know each other in 2047 and we'll still be doing this goddamn podcast. And they will say, Gav, where's my story? You bastard. You promised me. And, and I will write it out of spite. The monk had, you know, monk had a, a similar ring to the doctor as well. The Doctor has this, uh, I don't know, sort of gold, black, black jeweled ring thing that he wears. Well, I assume it's black and black and white. Uh, but the monk also had that, which I liked because it was a nice sort of attention to detail. Mm. In an so otherwise in continuity-free show. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they putting continuity in this? I don't get it. I also was quite amused by, by the monk's plan, which involved using the stock sound effects for the monk's singing. You'd never catch me doing that. <laughs> Not on this podcast, ever. No. 
Never. Monk also put £200 <laughs> into a London bank account in 1968 and then collected a fortune in compound interest, apparently, 200 years later. But the only thing with that is the Daleks were in charge of London 200 years later. So did he yes. have to go into a Dalek bank, is my point, to get the money? Yeah, I'm guessing he did. And if he oh, did... Obviously after the Daleks had uh, been ostracised. They were done, they were, they were what now? Ostracised. <laughs> <laughs> no, but would it have been a Dalek bank? Would he have to go into a Dalek um, bank? And gone to the gone to the cash teller, who would, I'm sure, have been some kind of lowly Dalek. I don't know who. Some um, kind, of, some kind of Dalek. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm guessing probably the would have. And been. said, uh, "I like to withdraw all my money." Why do you want to withdraw all your money? That kind of thing yeah. we're going. Thank you. This is Dalek Steve that has... Uh, oh, you had to mention his name, didn't you? <laughs> of course. Mr. Peterson doesn't like it when I close people's accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Dalek Peterson. Oh, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> Mr. Peterson, for some reason... <laughs> no, Mr. Peterson is a robo-man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. The robo They've got a Roboman in charge of, of, of the Dalek bank. And Dalek Steve is his slave. Oh, he's understood. <laughs> Dalek Steve is so shit, he's a slave to Roboman. Uh, it does make so much sense. I thought it did. Uh, and uh, another thing I like, uh, going back to the monk, I think it looked like it's not some sort of gangster from the East End of London. You think Peter Butterworth of the Carry On oh, movies yes. looks like a gangster? He so does. Really? In this, it does. What? <laughs> in this, like he's out of the craze or something. Because he's I'm dressed sure. like a monk, he looks like a gangster. Not because he's dressed like a monk. Really? I'm, I'm, it's, yeah. I'll take your I'm word sure. for it then. For me, he does. Okay. He's so like big and stocky, and he's just got that demeanour about him. But he plays it a bit funny as well. But he just throughout this, I've watched it like, like two times recently and before, and every time I just think it's some sort of like East End London gangster, which is great. Okay. So that's just me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure there'll be someone else. <laughs> Thank you, other person, for maybe, backing me up. <laughs> maybe high five things that. Me and high five were <laughs> like that. This, this is a podcast, Gav. You can't see you. I think we should drink some beer. Okay. I have been drinking beer. So have It's been a drinking podcast. <laughs> so what do you think about the beer? This apparent bacon beer. It's not very much like bacon, is it? I'm really not a fan of it at all. Yeah, it's quite tasteless. It's it's like it's sucking taste out of my mouth when I'm drinking it. <laughs> so any taste that I have in there is gone. It it's like it's like hinting uh, there's going to be a bit of bacon taste, and then it sucks it straight out. Yeah. Have we said what it is? Have we said it's it's three skulls, ales, buccaneer bacon? 
Have we said uh, that? Yeah. I think we said it's. Yeah, I think we. I think we just said it's bacon beer, but I don't think we made. If not, we've said it now. I thought that's why I might do that. But why did we choose this travesty of a beer? I don't know. Do you need to get stickers on your on your application on your phone for bacon beer or something? Uh, oh, I do need to get stickers. So on second, let me check into this. I forgot. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Yes. Gav has a uh, app on his phone, which he puts beer that he drinks into, and uh, yeah. I get I get stickers. And you get, and he gets badges or stickers, depending on what beer he drinks and stuff like that. What was the last? What was the last sticker you got? The last sticker I got was uh, Mayo de Cinco. And why did you get a sticker? Uh, for drinking a beer on May the fifth. So there you are. Which is a Mexican festival. It was actually you know drinking what? a Mexican beer on May the fifth. Oh, is that why you drank Corona? That is why I drank Corona yesterday. Yes, <laughs> to get a sticker. <laughs> well, you know what? Normally, normally I hate this, but but you know, Gav, the fact that you're learning about other cultures through this through this application—that's good. That's good. See, it's not all bad. There is positives to the sticker collecting. There are positives to the sticker collecting. It's don't care at me, Grandma. So yes, this this is what he does now for 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 a living, apparently. <laughs> it's not a living; it's a lifestyle. And you were drinking cider the other day to try and get the cider uh, sticker. Did that did that work? Yes, I I got the cider sticker. Well done. Eventually. Uh, yeah. So so me and Gav were in Seattle recently at the Emerald City Comic Con. Yes, uh, uh, promoting we... promoting drunken title <laughs> and also seeing our friends from uh, Post Stomach Horror and Sarcastic Voyage podcast. Yes, uh, well, that's primarily why we went on. Uh, well, and to visit the friends. Then. Yes, and we uh, we were wearing our drunken time travel podcast shirts, which you can see on uh, the Post Atomic Horror high definition video that you can download for three dollars, which is a bargain. Good one, Gav. You should buy it. Yes, you can see. You guess you can see both our stupid heads while you're trying to watch the podcast because <laughs> we're in the audience. Uh, yeah, so, so that was fun. Going, we went to America and uh, we, we 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 met a few people who started listening to the podcast, didn't we? Yeah, that's what we got. And while we we're there, we decided to bring back some American beers. Yes, and while we were there, we were drinking beers with other people who used on the untapped uh, applicant app mm-hmm. on your phone, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were getting stickers, but you weren't, which was incredibly amusing to me. <laughs> it was only amusing because it was the sticker of drinking with friends. Yes, which everybody got but me. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't drinking with friends. Did you not even get the sticker of drinking by yourself? Surely you've got that by now. There isn't a sticker for drinking by yourself. Why would anybody celebrate that? Beer? That's a good point. Anyway, yeah, so we're not we're not that enamoured with this beer, are we? No. A lot left to be desired. In fact, I thought the smoky one that we had a few episodes ago was mm. a lot more bacony than this. Yes, it was. So if you're if you're looking for a bacon beer, drink that instead. Yeah. This is what I say. Yeah, don't drink this. Exactly. This is stupid. 
<laughs> this is not this. This is a stupid beer. <laughs> and I didn't get a sticker for it. So, there. Did you not get a sticker for it? No. That's quite annoying. <laughs> I noticed during this episode that uh, both the monk... He was uh, he was collecting things. He had a room full of things that he collected from his journeys. Yes, and he was also quite happy that he saw the Viking longboat, which I presume mm. he was, you know, collecting images of boats or something. Yeah, and uh, and as we've mentioned in previous, the Doctor seems to be collecting things as well, such as the Dalek bomb and uh, other things. Sometimes it is. Have they got some sort of like time traveler version of Untapped? They do. It's called. <laughs> the list. <laughs> it's called Time Tapped. <laughs> time Tapped. <laughs> and what sort of things that they have on this list of things that they have to do on Time Tap? They have. You can mention this earlier. They have. <laughs> they have uh, time traveling with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously I will never get. Which you'll never get, apparently. <laughs> Podcasting with friends? No. Travelling back in time to the Mayan civilization, Seeing the world destroy in 2012. Because <laughs> it's going to happen, isn't it, Gab? <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. People will take you seriously. But there there will forgot. finally be an end to this podcast. People will take you seriously because you said that. People will actually think you think the world will be destroyed in 2012. People aren't that stupid, Sherlock. Don't call me Sherlock. I will call you one of them. And I know what that's from. What is it from? It is from uh, Star Trek. So, yes, there's the to-do list. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, tu- I'm, I'm turning into Dara Breen every day. Because he seems to go, uh... So, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I also love that the monk had a to-do list. And, I, <laughs> and, one of, and one of the items on the to-do list The was, way it revealed the to-do list as well was just awesome. He just wrote it on parchment. <laughs> And he had and he had tick boxes to tick on each one, and the fact that one of them was position atomic cannon. I just, I mean, if, even if I'm going to the shops now and I need, you know, to buy milk, bread, I'm going to write on it as well. Position atomic cannon. So I suggest everyone for their lists from now on put on position the atomic cannon because it's great. Because why would you not position your atomic cannon? Do, do we actually have to get an atomic cannon? No. Excellent. You just don't tick it. Just as long as it's on the list. It is on Excellent. the list. All lists are things that are good. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but it's true. Uh, yeah, another th- interesting thing about this episode mm-hmm. is... I mean, I know they've done a lot of historicals before. So far, yeah. But this is the first one where there's, it's historical, certainly you know, historical times, but with a bit of science fiction into it. So you could say the, mm. you know, the historical they have in the new series sort of spring forth from this. Oh right, okay. Yeah. It wasn't. It isn't like a straight historical where they go back in time to Marco Polo's time and everything happens as it should. Mm. You've got a guy who's. Time traveling and trying to mix up, mix it up a bit as well. Yeah, I, yeah. So this is where, you know, yeah. uh, the doctor going to see Shakespeare in the new series and there being witches, or the doctor is seeing Queen Victoria and there being werewolves comes from. 
Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realise this is the first one. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it is because yeah, they're all being. I mean, the last one, the last target was the Crusade, and that was just. I mean, I like the Crusade, but I mean, there wasn't anything different about it or anything. No, or uh, or uh, Daleks on the mice list. Well, that was no. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that is different. Yeah, technically, <laughs> it is correct. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it was just like, it was five minutes. But we don't know and even what that, happened. And even so. that five minutes was far too long. <laughs> also, never mention the chase to me ever again. Why? Web planet. It's, it's not the web planet. No, but I will mention the web planet if you mention the chase. What if I mention Ian? I will mention the web planet and chase. I think it's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. Okay. And at the end, the the doctor removes the monk's uh, dimensional control on his TARDIS. Mm. Why didn't he just either A, steal his TARDIS because it, you know, actually works, or B, steal parts of it that work? So that he can make his TARDIS work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why didn't he do that? It works, he just doesn't know how to control it. Probably. But at least he could. That, that would make sense because he does seem to know it in in the new series or towards the end. Well, as as it goes on, he seems to know more and more about it. Mm. But I was wondering if uh, because he got the dimensional thing, Bobby, yeah, stolen from okay. it. Okay. Don't laugh. <laughs> don't assume I'm going to be stupid. I'm not. <laughs> Just dimensional thingy my bobby was enough for me. Uh, <laughs> but if he moves the sarcophagus to somewhere else, yeah. wouldn't possibly the uh, chameleon circuit kick in and possibly make it into something bigger and therefore the inside will get bigger as well? Oh, you mean the monk to do that? Yeah. Well, if we're going to go down that route... So that he could get into this into the TARDIS. That's probably how he escapes. Mm-hmm. Also, secondly, was it didn't look small enough to be, uh, you know, the size of a TARDIS. What the inside? I yeah, if you know what I mean. Because I mean, there's the con- there's the control room. <coughs> there's there's many other rooms as well. Even taking into account it's not oh, near yeah. infinite yet. Surely it should have been a lot smaller. Well, yeah, it probably should have been, yeah, considering the other rooms. It was about the right size for just the console room. Considering his room that he has... Maybe uh, he only has a console room. That he, no, but he has the room with the treasure that he's collected oh. from every planet and every period, <laughs> yeah. which is about so the same size as our living room, yeah. <laughs> but somehow he has everything in it. Of course, that was just Vicky said that, well, so what that's the fuck does she know? transcendentalism for you really would look forward to saying that all your life, haven't you? Yes. Have they actually mentioned that yet? <laughs> Did I mention transcendentalism? Yeah. Oh, you mean in, in Doctor Who? Yeah. No, it's not. The TARDIS being dimensionally... I didn't think that it... I, I think the TARDIS being dimensionally transcendental is not mentioned until the third Doctor. So I should stop mentioning it. Yep. Spoilers. Ah. Uh, Saviour of the universe. Ding, ding. Uh, I just thought I mentioned the Vikings have stupid hair. It's not, not, yes. it's not really a discussion point. I just thing I wanted to say. 
but I agree, they did actually have stupid hair. I'm wondering if that's where all the Viking powers come from. <laughs> the Viking powers come from their stupid hair. Well, from lack of stupid hair, because these Vikings were just rubbish, and they had stupid hair. Although one of them did have a fantastic helmet. Thor. Yeah. Although he didn't have a spear. I was mm. quite disappointed in that. He should have had a spear and magic helmet. A spear. There's about ring. four people who will get that. <laughs> one of them's not me, I'm guessing. Spear and magic helmet? Mm. No? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Still a new tunes thing. Uh, yeah, so you had Thor with, with, the, with the helmet. Then you had the guy with the eye patch. Yeah. He was obviously Nick Fury. <laughs> oh, obviously. And then you had the guy with the massive, massive, massive shield. Who wasn't Nick Fury. Mm. Not that kind of shield. He was uh, Captain, Captain America, America, yes. Wasn't there another one? I don't know. There were probably one of them with a stick. He, he could be okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit rubbish. You can be fucked. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we, we just saw Avengers like a week ago, so yeah, that's why we're talking about it. Was it that long ago? <laughs> it was, it was like a week and a half ago. But yes, it was a, it's quite funny to see him come over the uh, the hill. Oh, the right, head. okay. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> what you were saying there. I sort of fell out of breath halfway through that sentence. You fell out of breath. <laughs> yes. And words. Yeah, they were quite funny, considering the way that they were the adventures, they were the worst Vikings ever. I mean, they even got pestered by a bunch of villagers and poked with sticks. And yeah, and especially that these, these Vikings were supposed to invade, and there was like six of them. <laughs> hey, hey guys, England has more than six people. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also liked, in this story... Mm-hmm. Moving away from the Vikings. Okay. Moving well, away from the Vikings to... To Vicky. Well, it's not, you're not changing too many letters. There's, there's Vikings to Vicky. Yeah. But uh, I thought particularly in this story, she looked very Japanese anime. Sort of stout. She With the pigtails that she had, and she just like really big eyes. She just... In this episode... Episodes, at least. She just looked very much... I just couldn't help thinking that all the way through. Alrighty then. Maybe I have some sort of fetish, I don't Maybe know. Maybe you do. <laughs> Did you think Stephen looked like a tentacled monster? He looked like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> a tentacled cunt. As people stop listening to us. <laughs> no, he looked like a smart boy. That's what I said. Speaking of Vicky and Stephen... Mm. I just loved that they weren't. They they found this atomic cannon on the edge of the cliff, and they they weren't a hundred percent sure <coughs> that they didn't have atomic cannons in the eleventh century. Well, well, Vicky is far from the future. It they, is. they didn't have atomic cannons in the eleventh century, did they? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, Vikings were always using atomic cannons. <laughs> it would have been so much quicker the war about then. But this uh, episode did have some good cliffhangers. It had, well, had yeah, two two of the cliffhangers were fantastic. The, the, yeah, the two the, in particular. The, the TARDIS one, where they find out the monk's TARDIS is got to be, uh, I think it's got to be the best cliffhanger so far. Mm. And then the uh, the Doctor suddenly getting uh, captured in a 
So, the bars well, come down in front of it, and the monk just laughing at him. Well, that was uh, I think it was more the fact that two seconds before that we found out that it was, that it was a gramophone. It was, I mean, because we're in the 11th century, and then the first thing was, well, it wasn't, it was the gramophone. Although they did ruin it slightly with the wristwatch. Yeah, I suppose it could have a bigger impact had they not done that. But, but overall, <laughs> that, that scene was really well done. Yes. Just, all of a sudden, he's just kidnapped, and the monk turns up and laughing, cliffhanger. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Not brilliant, brilliant, but brilliant. Some people know what I mean. I know what you mean. What other things did you like about this episode, Gav? As mentioned earlier, a lot of stick pointing. Poking, then. Pointing, poking, no. Yes, because you mentioned the Vikings mm. being poked to death with sticks. <laughs> Again, these were the worst Vikings yes. ever. <laughs> a fitting death for one of the most brutal races ever. Beautiful races ever. Yes, one of the most beautiful races <laughs> ever. <laughs> And then, of course, the doctor poking the monk with his stick. Yes, pretending it's a gun. And he's, he's really getting a feel for the stick. It is. It is. It is the most versatile of of tools. Mm. Finding out what a new species is like, and that's, that's how. That's how he knew that he was from the same planet by poking him with a stick. <laughs> it registered point seven six on the stick scale, so he knew he was from the same planet as he was. I hope it did register 0.76. <laughs> In fact, that stick, <laughs> that stick that the doctor carried, that he poked the uh, monk with, that mm. became the sonic screwdriver. He whittled it down mm. into the sonic screwdriver. And see the sonic screwdriver that the doctor has today? Mm. It has that stick inside, whirling about. <laughs> <laughs> That's progression for you. That is. Also inflation. Well, I, d- I, I also like... How you've just banged your head on the table there. It's, it's, it's great. But apart from that, I like how the doctor's obviously calmed from uh, when he first met Ian. It's, it's, it's like you're setting something up here, Gav. Do you, do you want to tell some people about something? What do you mean, possibly the, uh, the ode to Ian that I put on the blog last week? I, I think that's maybe what it is, yes. Mm. Yes, I, uh, I, Actually, wrote a, a sort of poem and an ode to Ian. Did you? Last week, and it's on the blog. Well, I think people should go and see it. Yes, it is quite touching, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but the doctor does seem to have calmed since his first meeting, because he was a grumpy old man back then, and it took some warming to him. But he seemed to uh, welcome. Well, well, yeah, yeah, he has. Stephen, straight away. To to take your point, literally, yes, he has come since since <laughs> since the first episode. Yes, he uh, he, he he. There's a lot more humour in the Doctor now. I think mm. as witnessed in this and the Romans, which was obviously the same person. Did he write the Romans as well, Dennis Brunner? I believe he did. Yes. Do we do we know what else he's wrote? We do. Uh, yeah, apart from being the scriptwriter. He or editor indeed. He, uh, I think he wrote the Reign of Terror. Interesting. I but but so. I do think I think this is his best script so far. Well, out of them two, yes, this is the better one. Three. What was the other one? The Romans. The Romans. Oh yes. I do like the Romans though. 
Yeah, the realm is worth going, yes. But I do think this is, I, this is my... Oh, this is definitely a better one. This is a really good story. It is really good. Yeah. It, I don't know if it's as good as the Aztecs, but it's my favourite one. What would you say is your favourite one so far? The Aztecs. The Aztecs. I, I, I do seem to still have a soft spot for the... Uh, Marco Polo? Marco Polo. For some reason, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, so so here we are at the the quote stage. <laughs> What's your quote, Gav? I think my quote is uh, is going to have to be when uh, uh, near the beginning, where Stephen Taylor uh, is uh, asking the Doctor about the uh, TARDIS, basically. And here we go. Well, what does this do? Uh, that is the dematerializing control, and that over yonder is the horizontal hold. Up there is the scanner, those are the doors, that is a chair with a pander on it. Sheer poetry, dear boy. Now please stop bothering me. Uh, uh, yeah, and this is this is my quote whenever uh, Stephen uh, sees the Viking helmet and uh, is sceptical about it. And the doctor says... What do you mean, maybe? What do you think, it is a space helmet for a cow? Which is a great comedy quote. <laughs> Which, as you pointed out, the Doctor being more comical. Hmm. So, uh, I guess, uh, moving on to the questions now. Yes, yeah, so our first question then is, uh, goes thusly. Let's use thusly again, why not? Hmm. Hello, both Gavs, or I'd like to thank you, the Burton Ernie of the Doctor Who world. Because that's what we are. That is literally what we are. We're also Muppets. I'm not. Yes, you are. Don't argue. It, actually, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't argue with our viewers. With two episodes of the show having recently been filmed, I wondered which complete missing story each of you would like to turn up next. Conversely, which story that exists would you happily chuck in a skip cover and petrol and throw a match at? Loving your work as always, Ian the Inebriated Unearth. Well, thank you, Ian. I'm always flattered for praise. Yes, I, I don't know why people would enjoy this, but apparently, <laughs> apparently they do. And thank you for enjoying. Thank you all for listening. Uh, first of all, right, what, uh, missing story. But yes. Do you want to go first? No, I'll go first. I mm. The missing story, that the complete missing story. Yeah. Not one with only episodes, but just the complete one that's gone completely yeah. that I want to show up again would be The Power of the Daleks. The Power of the Daleks, is it? The Power of the Daleks. Naturally, I can't remember much of that. I don't remember much of anything. It's the first second Doctor story. Is it? Okay. And features the Daleks. That's a surprise. On the planet Vulcan, of all places. Vulcan? Mm. I think it... Are the Vulcans on it? I think it's the first Vulcan in between Doctor and Star Trek, but I can't be entirely sure. Interesting. Well, personally, myself as well... Obviously, I think I'm going to have to go with Marco Polo. You do like Marco Polo, don't you? Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that so much, even though it was a reconstruction. That was such a great story, I think. It'd be nice to have that. Yes, but but any episode... I mean, the fact that they found two episodes recently, uh, Galaxy mm. 4 and... Oh, shit, can I change my mind? Why what? Can I have Galaxy 4? We covered next. Oh, because you're doing that next. Yeah. <laughs> please. Can I have it recovered for next week, please? <laughs> well, and then bin it again afterwards. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> Is that going to be your one that you want to bin? 
And the one that we both want to be in... The the Web web Planet. planet. Yes. Because no one likes the Web Planet. Nobody. Well, I'm sure they do, but... And if they do, I don't want them. (laughs) Yes, as I mentioned earlier, Gav's Gav's website is (laughs) sweepinggeneralizations.com. And we have another question from uh, Jonah Luckett. Uh, howdy, Gavin Gav. How be you? I be fine. I'm writing. Bloody party blah. Never that. If you could own a space station tourist destination anywhere, what and where would it be, and what would Dalek Steve's job be? Where, where would you uh, own a space tourist destination? Just outside Earth. The moon. Yeah. McDonald's on we'll, the moon. We'll have it on the moon. McDonald's on the moon. Dolly Steve could work there. Yeah. So that's the end of the second series of uh, Doctor Who. So we've only got, what, another 24 of the classic series to go, I believe. Have we? I I, I trust your calculations. Well, there's 26, and I took two away, and Mm. then that left 24. Maths for the win. Yes. If people want to get in touch with us or go to our website, they can go to our website. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com. Yeah. And as mentioned earlier, there are reviews and blogs and things there. Yeah, so uh, we're also available on iTunes. And uh, feel free to rate or comment it at your pleasure. Indeed. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and just before we go, I just thought I'd mention how crap the beer is. It is eight crap. Eight crap. Yeah. As much as that. How how crap in the world of crap things is 8 crap? Well, 8 crap is... Uh, I don't know what 8 crap is. 10 crap is Budweiser. I mean, like movies, music, things like that. Things of that nature. I don't know. Give me something and I'll rate it. Okay. That, that straight-to-DVD thing we watched and I put it on the pavement and then someone took it before the end the next morning. Oh, was that, was that uh, the... That Invisible Man 2 thing. Yes, Hollow Man 2. Hollow Man 2, yeah. <laughs> that, yes. that was yes. a crap as well. Yes, yes. it was so bad. <laughs> we watched it and I actually opened the door and left it and, and put it, just put it on, on the, the pavement outside and left it. And then the next morning it was gone. Someone had taken it. So, so you yes. think that's a crap? That's a crap as well, yes. Okay, so this is Hollow Man 2 crap. Yes. <laughs> So that's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. And next week, you'll hear Irish Gav say... I'm so glad I'm not doing a reconstruction show. And you'll hear English Gav say... Have I got a sticker for this yet? And then you'll hear Hi-Fi say... Fuck Dalek Steve, I'm the star of this goddamn show. <laughs>